Love can make you stupid, so think smart about her dream diamond. Before you take the plunge, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. With a huge selection of quality diamonds at fair prices, Mervis Diamond is the region's first choice. At Mervis, you'll receive a free diamond education and no pressure to buy. And with the leading designer rings from Takori and Viraggio, you'll know why Mervis was honored by Washington Post as best place to buy a diamond. Check our reviews at MervisDiamond.com. Again, that's MervisDiamond.com. The greatest diamonds in the world are found at Mervis. Before you pop the question, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. With a huge selection of quality diamonds at fair prices, Mervis Diamond is the region's first choice. At Mervis, you'll receive a free diamond education and no pressure to buy. Our diamonds say, you know value. Great diamonds and fabulous prices. It's the Mervis way. That's why Mervis was honored by Washington Post as best place to buy a diamond. Check our reviews at MervisDiamond.com. Again, that's MervisDiamond.com. Chapter 22 Manny Rolling Fuck was as bright, shiny, and chaotic as it had been when he left. But Manny could see a real change among the citizens themselves. Gone were the lounging crowds of half-naked people. Instead of the perpetual party, a war camp spread out around the great superstructure of the city. Hundreds of men and women were busy donning armor, applying war paint, and checking over stacks of weaponry. Manny saw crates of guided mortars, piles of rocket launchers, boxes of high-velocity ammunition, and enough firearms to equip every citizen a dozen times over. There was no discernible rolling fuck uniform that Manny could see. Some of the city's warriors wore powered body armor, painted in garish colors and bedecked with various quotations. Fuck your day seemed particularly popular. Many of them wore pieces of pop culture costumery mixed in with their gear. Manny recognized Darth Vader's helmet, Hellboy's red right hand, and a surprising number of people with Mickey Mouse's face spray-painted on their chest armor. An equal number of Fuckians wore no armor at all. Some of them were dressed in their normal flowing lounge garments. The weapons they wore were the only signs that they had plans beyond debauchery. Others were naked, or mostly so. He saw one man wearing the helmet of a Greek hoplite and carrying two Viking axes on his back. He saw a woman with a Dragunov rifle on her back, an old German Stahlhelm on her head, and Ottoman mirror armor on her chest. She waved at them, excited. It took Manny a second to recognize Topaz's face under the helmet. They're here! They're... She stopped. Thule had stopped too. She cast her face down. Manny could see the shimmer of tears on her cheeks. A crowd gathered around them. In a few seconds, they were encircled by dozens of heavily armed posthumans in a dizzying array of war costumes. Skullfucker Mike pushed his way to the front and ran up to embrace Thule. Manny was surprised when she started to sob. The big man held her tight but looked to Roland. What happened? Roland gave him a look that said, You know damn well what happened. But then he spoke anyway. Your friend didn't make it. Skullfucker Mike's jaw went tight. His eyes bulged and he held onto Thule a little tighter. Manny thought back to the night they'd spent in Brain Breakers and the things he'd said about Marigold. Manny hadn't really known the woman at all, but he could tell Mike had cared deeply for her. He looked around at the crowd closing in on them, the dozens of half-human god monsters with helpless rage carved onto their faces. What happened? Mike demanded. Roland opened his mouth to speak, closed it, and ran a hand over his bald head. He opened his mouth again, managed to squeeze out an eye before he slumped his shoulders and hung his head. I wasn't fat.